to the Security Squawk Podcast, where we discuss the business of cybersecurity. Here are your co-hosts and cybersecurity experts, Brian Horning, Reginald Andre, and Randy Bryan. That live studio audience follows you guys around everywhere. Everywhere. excited to see us, man. Yeah. So welcome to uh, another week of updates around cybersecurity on the Security Squad podcast. Uh, Andre and Randy are in Nashville together, hanging out, having a party. Uh, and I am still stuck here in Philly. Um, fortunately, I could not join them. So we have a special, special guest, guest just popped in. Oh, Jesus. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the screen's going to break. Oh, no. Watch out. There's a there's our there's one of our uh, previous co-hosts Ryan O'Hara stopping in to say hello. He's clearly in Nashville with these two. How are yep. you? They're following me around. I'm I'm good. We're having fun here talking about, about risk assessments. Oh boy, nice. <laughs> well, we're going to teach everybody why they shouldn't be doing certain things while they're traveling so that they don't get hacked. Ooh. That's what we're going to educate people good. on today. So we're going to. We're going to let sure. everybody know what Andre and Randy are doing in Nashville. Make sure so these guys aren't making the mistakes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. We've been going through the list. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Have fun, everybody. Yep. Right. Thanks, right. Yep. Good seeing okay. them. So, uh, yeah. So, as I mentioned, the cat's out of the bag. Today, we're going to talk about uh, staying safe from cyber attacks while traveling. It was kind of uh, a coincidence that I came across an article that discussed this, but I've actually been talking to quite a few business leaders, CEOs about this kind of stuff. Like they don't realize that, you know, traveling, even if you're just not getting on a plane and traveling to another city, going to uh, a client's facility or working somewhere else that's that's not your corporate network, this kind of all applies to that. But we're going to we're going to talk about some things that these guys are doing while they're traveling and some things that are mentioned in this article um, to traveling right now. Real world examples of how companies end up getting hacked because their employees travel somewhere or their CEO or their executive travel somewhere and do something on the road that causes a problem, you know, maybe instantaneously, maybe down the road. So we're going to, educate you on the different ways that it can happen to you today. And then we'll talk about some other things like the Philly Inquirer got cyber attacked, probably a ransomware attack. Um, one of the largest newspapers in the country, um, along with some other cyber attacks that are happening. So, so it looks beautiful there, guys. Very nice day. Yeah. First time here in Nashville, uh, Music City. So pretty cool. Look forward to tonight. Some some they got some good events for us. Part of the reason why I'm out there, I've been there like 30 the, times. The sad thing is we're having hail and tornadoes in Texas. Well, they did last night, wow. and then we came over here to Nashville, and the, the the lady who drove us over here from the airport, she said, "Yeah, that's forecasted. Yeah, uh, bad weather. So wow. <laughs> yeah, when it rains in Nashville." All right. So first on the list here, guys, in, in the article that, that I re I'm referencing for this talk is right off the bat, hotel Wi-Fi. Okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, I guess first let's talk about why hotel Wi-Fi is bad. What can cyber criminals do with hotel Wi-Fi 
that I should, somebody should be concerned with. Um, and then what are some solutions around hotel? You know, like if you have to use hotel Wi-Fi, is there something else you can do? Let's let's talk about those different options that are available to people. But hotel Wi-Fi, you guys are probably using hotel Wi-Fi right now, right? We sure are. Yeah, because you guys are. They were all. I only know this because they were all worried about the connection, which appears to be fine. Um, and I would preface this with not all. Wi-Fi's are created equal. Um, I, I do think some hotels do a better job around securing the hotel guest Wi-Fi various ways than others do. Uh, so take that into consideration. But generally speaking, you know, I tell people all the time, no Wi-Fi is really safe when you really consider if you know what you're doing, you can do a, a, what's known as a man in the middle type of attack even your home Wi-Fi is is not safe. Plugging in with a cable is going to be the safest way, and you know that's just how it's going to be until you know somebody really figures out encryption at a high level. Um, so, <clears throat> well, also, uh, you know, we we do everything. We all of us on the show we we approach everything from a zero trust perspective, and you know which. One of the like corollaries of zero trust is you basically assume that you're in the middle of everything that's bad. So going to a hotel, you should already have that attitude. You should already have the attitude that the Wi-Fi is botched, you know, or, you know, has potential badness around so many things we're going to these things we're going to talk about. You just need to always have that attitude anyway. So this is really just kind of adding to what we say pretty much week in, week out in the on the show. Yeah. So I guess let's, you know, don't, number one, don't take any, you know, don't feel safe or, Hey, I had to connect to the hotel Wi-Fi and put in a password or my room number, and my last name. And none, none of that stuff is making it more secure. Um, number one. So don't take any, don't get any false sense of security because, there's some password or an advertised password. Like sometimes you'll walk in, there'll be signs that, you know, the guest Wi-Fi passwords this, or they'll give you a, a business card with the Wi-Fi password information on it. Um, none of, none of that is, is what we would consider secure in any way, shape or form. Uh, but one of the things that they can definitely do is they can you, when you connect to a hotel Wi-Fi, they have the ability to install malicious software on your computer if they're if they're doing things a certain way. Um, so let's talk about that. Number one, like malicious software can be installed on computers and phones. Number one, um, how how are they accomplishing this on a on a hotel Wi-Fi that I you know would think is secure? Well. Uh, about six months ago, we did an assessment on a hotel. And the way it was set up is that it's called uh, being on a flat network. So everything was the management, the guest Wi-Fi, even the credit card system, everything was just on that one network. There was no segmentation or segregation between the network. So if, if that starts off by being set up wrong, then from there you can have um, these type of um, events happen on, on the computers and on your phones. Because if everything is segmented, um, even when it comes to a pri private Wi-Fi and a public Wi-Fi, 
But then there's also ways where you can make it where even on the guest Wi-Fi, you, your computer can't talk with another guest computer. So that's what should be done, but many times it's not being done. And that's how things spread. Randy, any thoughts on that? I mean, that's, uh, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal. Um, we keep seeing people that we know that keep keep yeah. walking by. Yeah, so. so whenever you see our hands go up <laughs> yeah, like that or yeah, something, it's, it's yeah. we're just waving at people. Yeah. <laughs> it's our um, studio audience. There you, you go. Yeah, yeah, you, they should sit here. You had uh, <laughs> you mentioned you know taking over a a, a hotel recently yeah. that had a flat a flat network. Um, yeah, we just had a a client come to us uh, yesterday. Not a client of ours, but they came to us because they were they were in the middle of a ransomware. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was one of the first things that we figured out as they got into the, the bad actors got into the, uh, the router, um, changed the passwords and pro probably uploaded some kind of malware or something like that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you are connecting. I mean, what people need to take a step back and realize is that you're connecting to a network, right? And you're not the only device on that network. Uh, and depending on how good the cyber criminal is or and how poorly the network was set up by the people who set it up uh really depends on you know that's the answer on how easy or hard it's going to be for somebody to do this but i can tell you that it's not that difficult for these cyber criminals to to do this um and don't think about hotels in these situations as andre mentioned um you know condos where you live in florida right um, and condos are all over the state of Florida, uh, con big condo complexes that have shared internet or supplied internet as part of, as part of the rent or as part of the lease. Um, these can all be compromised, right? So it's not just hotel, you know, Wi-Fi's that we're discussing here. It, it could be, you know, it could be you just your, you know, your part-time home that you go to in Florida that is, you know, compromise in some way, shape or form. And quite frankly, I would think that potentially those could be even high, higher or targeted at a higher rate than hotels because hotels, people come and go. And, you know, unless a, a cyber criminal has a home or an office or a building near that hotel where they can maintain persistent access, <clears throat> I think you're at a you have a higher chance of being hacked at like a condo complex where somebody could be living in that condo complex, knowing that renters or snowbirds come in and out of there. Um, and they could be targeted in these situations by people who are just waiting for someone to connect to their device. And that takes us into the next way people can be hacked, which is these man in the middle type of uh, attacks that are set up. Right. Um, using, you know, you can use a pineapple, it's called, you can use uh, Kali Linux or uh, other versions of Linux that, that support different hacking tools. Um, and you can literally create replicated networks. So, you know, just like going into a, a Starbucks, if you see Starbucks Wi-Fi, a hacker can go in and replicate that radio and and yep. basically steal everything that's being sent over that network and you don't notice anything's going on your connection's fine you still connect out to the internet you put in the same username and password that was provided to you by the hotel by starbucks by whoever everything looks normal but your traffic's being intercepted in the middle 
And that's really probably the most common way that hackers are able to achieve this. And this happens in hotels. It happens in airports. It happens anywhere where people are just randomly connecting to internet to get on the internet. Um, And and this is probably one of the biggest points we're going to make today is like, you really got to be careful about this stuff. Um, And, you know, I don't, you know, if you guys have anything to add to what I said there about these man in the middle things with Wi-Fi, but um, they are legit and they happen way more frequently than people probably realize. Well, and so, so basically what happens is your, your connect, your um, basically all your traffic, if you will, is sent encrypted where nothing can really see it. Um, well, that, and so no, it depends the, unless you well, put something in place to encrypt it. Where our, that's what right. we're talking yeah. about man in the middle. <laughs> so right, it, but not all of it is encrypted. Well, most of it is though these days. I mean, literally, most of it is. And but, we 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 can say okay, the but it can be unencrypted. Right, but we're kind of missing the point. What I'm saying is though, most of your good, most of your traffic is going to be encrypted. And if with a man in the middle attack, they basically are they can decrypt your traffic, right? Because every every hop has to be able to handle. Um, that traffic. And so a man in the middle, basically they, it means that they're stepping in the middle and they're able to decrypt your traffic. So like the customer that came to us, um, yesterday, the fact that their router was hacked probably enabled the bad guys to get all of their passwords to all of their internet accounts, because if they're going over that Wi-Fi and they've got the man in the middle there, that's basically what I was trying to say. Yeah. No, you got it. but yeah, many times the um, the victims will never know where it happened. You here, you have they're just like you said, they're at a hotel, they're at a condo, and they don't know. And and I would say that's like for a criminal, that's perfect because they can be sitting there for a couple of weeks, and you never have anybody investigating them or coming after them because nobody even knows that they're doing it. Yeah, and they and like Randy said, you would think that encryption would help, but it doesn't. They can they can de- there's tools that decrypt these packets, and if they're successful at decrypting the packets, they will see the information in plain text. They will get your passwords. They will get tokens to your M365, so they can log in as you without your username and password. Um, so what are some things that people can do? We kind of mentioned it a little bit, obviously with encrypting it, uh, themselves, you know, you can use a VPN tool, um, you know, you know, the ones you can buy, I'm not going to recommend any of them on here. Cause I quite frankly, uh, you know, I, I, I'd say set up your own or learn how to set up your own or use your corporate one before you, before you do this. But what are some other things people can do? while they're on travel, you know, to protect themselves from these types of things. Like I personally, I'll just tell you what I do. I don't connect to hotel Wi-Fi's. I, I take a hotspot with me, not my phone, but a dedicated hotspot. And I only connect my devices to those. Yeah. So for, for me, I do my phone. Um, but speaking of that, I only have one bar here in Nashville. So that, yeah. that backfires sometimes. It does. Yeah, it does. really can. Apparently it, the internet sucks down here. It yeah. does. It, I, it, I, did, I was able to use my last time I was in Nashville. Um, I was able to use my hotspot in the hotel. And it's funny because I have AT&T and I'm literally looking at the AT&T building 
in mm-hmm. Nashville from my hotel room and my service did. It wasn't that great, but it was didn't hamper me, but it wasn't great. Um, <clears throat> so honestly, like, what would you guys do in that case? If your Internet really sucked, what would you do? Well, you want to verify with the place that you're going to be using the Wi-Fi that it is the correct Wi-Fi. As we talked about, sometimes they can add an, uh, uh, a hacker can add an extra letter or word or whatever. Right. So um, that for me, that's what I would do. I was just wow. just verify. Now I have protections on my computer, so I'm good. Yes. But I'm just talking about well, as far as that aspect. I, I, yeah. So go ahead. You can expand on that. No, yeah. I'm just I wowed because we could literally make one right now. Because uh-huh. because because right. it says the Margaritaville is the hotel Margaritaville right. underscore and then it's all caps guest. Mm-hmm. Right. We could put Margaritaville underscore C O N F, which stands for conference area. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I guarantee you, we'd have fifty people yeah attached yeah. to it. Yeah, that would have yeah. been the thing. We should have brought our Belkin router and tried it. Yeah, you could definitely do that. That's one way to do it. Or you can do a man in the middle and just replicate that that same uh, guest. You know. Margaritaville underscore guest and and pass that traffic back to the actual router as before you know after it goes through yours and you collect all the the uh, information so mm-hmm. that's Wi-Fi I mean yeah I mean I personally don't ever connect to Wi-Fi unless you I've always said it I've said it a million times don't connect to Wi-Fi unless you've constructed the network and you know yeah, that 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 um, uh, Wi-Fi network is secure because um, otherwise you don't know what you're stepping into. Are there any devices or mobile data plans you would all recommend for personal Wi-Fi hotspots? I mean, I, I'm, I use AT&T. That's what I recommend. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't say I like AT&T cybersecurity. They're not T- – I guess I wouldn't recommend T-Mobile. That's – you know, because just because of the amount of hacks, and we've talked about that on this channel. So, Randy, any thoughts on Wi-Fi there for our hotspots for Steve? He wants to know what he should be traveling with. Wow. Yeah. So, um, huh, that's a great one. So, up until the last six months, I would have probably said T-Mobile because mm-hmm. T-Mobile has some great hotspot plans and some great internet plans and all that jazz, but now they keep getting hacked. So not quite sure uh, right there, man, because wow. You use T-Mobile still, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's good. Well, it's, it has a great family plan. Yeah. <laughs> at, this point, at this point, all my stuff's already was leaked. I mean, off. the only thing I would say, Stephen, is do your, do your shopping, shop around, figure out what's best for you. Um, and I would highly recommend an unlimited plan. Um, going on a plan that has caps, uh, especially when you're traveling. Like I know when I use my laptop on my hotspot, I easily get to 10 gigs by the time I get home um, easily. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. So that's it. Wi-Fi. We'll move on from that. And this big one, this actually came out at the FBI a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe about a month ago put out a big bulletin along with the FTC about not using public Wi-Fi charger charging stations and ports and things like that. It's saying that cyber criminals were using those to spread malware and steal information from people's phones. Uh, and one of the things that this article points out is to use a socket instead of a USB charger. 
some hotels install USB charging ports in hotel rooms. This is a tempting way to charge a device, especially if the traveler is coming from a location with a different kind of plug. However, it may introduce the risk of becoming a victim of cyber criminals. Hackers can modify public charging cables to install malware on phones, perform an attack called juice jacking. And this type of attack allows hackers to steal users' passwords, credit card information, address, names, and other data. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on this? Uh, I, I always say that the FBI doesn't come out with these things because they feel like, you know, getting a news or, you know, going viral on Twitter or something like that. Like they release this stuff because they're actively seeing it right. being exploited by right. cyber criminals in the wild at a very high rate to where they feel like, okay, we need to, you know, put out a, a bulletin or, or a release to the public. Um, how, how, how common do you think this is? Uh, again, if FBI wouldn't have done it, uh, and it's again, one of those crimes where like, there's one thing where if you get fish and then from there, you know, you have a ransomware attack, you know, you know, it's happening to you, but this is one of those crimes that you just don't know it happened to you until mm -hmm. maybe later on when, you know, you're, you're, you're getting, you know, credit card charges and fraud and stuff like that. So, um, That's as true. you said, now, you know, to tie in the traveling, I guess, um, and this isn't in the article, but we should also mention as you're traveling, if you're going to a conference, don't pick up those little USB dongles that those that the oh vendors and stuff like that like to give out yeah. for free. <laughs> um, so th those might might be good. You're right. But that would be another way you go to a conference. And we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Get you a little USB right on their vacation pics for your eyes only or something right, like that. Right. Just drop them every 20 feet. I guarantee you people are going to plug them in. Mm -hmm. And you'll, uh, mm, we shouldn't even be sharing that yeah. live, giving somebody an idea. So, but as far, as far as this goes, this has actually been a threat. Um, I can I can remember at least 10 years ago talking about this particular threat. Um, and for pretty much most of that time, and probably even longer, um, for most of that time, there's been um, the ability, they call them USB condoms, which is a little weird. But um, that's what they call them, and you can actually. At least in uh, Texas, that's what they call them. Yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually have some, and you can actually use that when you plug into one of these ports, and it blocks all connections between mm -hmm. the if it was a juice jacked port and and your device. Um, and you know, this is a this is good that we're bringing this up though, Brian, because I don't think most people think about this. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I was no, just checked in a little while ago and. Everywhere there's an electrical outlet in our in my hotel room. Right above it, there is a USB port, and you know some bloke could just be visiting mm -hmm. and take that apart yep. and put a juice jacker in there, and you know it would be random drive by. But you know if you're at the right hotel, like you could target people that way. Yeah. So. Yep, hundred percent. And so I. I feel like I made a YouTube video on this, but I might be wrong. I don't remember when I talked about this, but the um, <clears throat> I know we recommended a lot of the same things that were being recommended in the article. And one of the things is bring a charging bank, right? That's one of the things you can do um, or plug into a charging brick that plugs into an actual outlet, right? So mm -hmm. 
the concern is, is you're plugging a cable into a USB port and you don't know what's behind that USB port. And there could be a microchip or anything stealing data, or there could be some device installed behind that socket that's, you know, downloading malware, or uploading malware into your phone. Um, and <clears throat> the other thing, you know, you, you can't do that if you're plugging it into an electrical outlet, you know. And you also need to be wary of those stations that have like the cubby holes and the wires sticking out. So um, anything else that comes to mind with you guys? I know they also make like cables that don't transmit data. They only do power. Um, that's another thing that you can do. You can carry a cable around that only charges. It doesn't allow data to be transferred. Uh, but I think in most phones today, when you plug in a, a, a cable and it's recognized that that device on the other end can transfer data. You get an alert on your phone that says, uh, do you want to allow data transfer or just charging only? I think it's common sense, but it, you know, common sense isn't yep. always common to hit charging only. Don't allow it to have full access to your phone uh, if you happen to plug it into one of those USB plugs. Good, good point. So is that on the i? So I know that's on Android. Android. Are you an Android or iPhone person? I'm Android. And are you iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. Does, does iPhone have that same warning? We were the first ones to come out with it. <laughs> no, you aren't. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave that out of the show so we can stay friendly, right? Yeah. But but for real, do they give that warning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not just on the Android. So it was first out on the iPhone. Yeah, we're all about security, you know. <laughs> so then, as we're moving along here uh, and that's you know just bring your own charge be be responsible for your own charging don't rely on you know charging ports are a vulnerability and just be smart about it use plugs or use bring your own charging bank i know they're they can be heavy at times and a pain in the butt to travel with i don't travel with them because i hate them um but charging only cables are, are a better option in my opinion Make sure you, you grab one of those. They're easy to buy on Amazon. This was one was an interesting one. And quite frankly, it's one I never thought about. Um, I, I, I would have never thought about this one. I'm going to bring it up and think, let you guys. But before we do, uh, Austin Bryan, I don't know if he's related to you or not, Randy. He actually is. Okay. Um, he said, great point, Andre. Free swag electronics need to be burned. Also, everyone needs to buy power-only USB cables for charging. There, there's my man. Or or what refer, Randy referred to. Would turning off NFC for a phone make public wireless charging safe? Uh, I, Not necessarily. Yeah. But I would say turn off your NFC whenever you're at a conference and your Bluetooth. I would turn off your NFC until you need to use it to you know, exactly. pay for something or whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? I, I know that's inconvenient, but like on my Android, I have it as one of the little things. I just slide down and click it on and it's on. And then I turn it off when I don't need it. Um, so here we go. TVs in hotel rooms. Okay. So their recommendation is, is that you unplug the TV. Uh, thoughts on that, guys? You unplugging your TVs when you go in your hotel room? Is this a little bit of paranoia here? Yeah, what are I think your that's, thoughts? A little, that, that's a little too much. Um, we we don't. I don't. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not using my TV. I'm not. I'm not unplugging it. That's a, It's a good point, though, because the 
somebody could have been in the room. I mean, it, it is over paranoid on some, on some, on many levels. So I agree with you. And I, I know you both, I think we all agree on that. It is over paranoia, but um, because you, you, you would have to have had a criminal come into that hotel. Not necessarily. Because but, I say it all the time on this, on this, on this. And I say it all like TVs are a massive vulnerability because they only get updates for about two years and then the manufacturer stops supporting them. So if that hotel, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that hotel is not updating their TVs, it's potential that, you know, depending on how the network's set up, a lot of things have to go right for the cyber criminal, but they could basically, use the vulnerabilities in these TVs and hack them and get access to them through the network. I mean, it's not a far-fetched situation, especially probably in a lower-end hotel where <clears throat> where they don't update the TVs as much. I mean, I, most of the hotels I've been staying at lately, the, the TVs seem nicer than the ones I have in my house. Um, so they seem to kind of, like the last hotel I stayed in, the hotels had 85-inch TVs, so they had to be, I would think, fairly new. Um, but that's not all hotels, right? So this goes on to say that depending on the aim of the intruder, a hacked smart TV could use, be used for a number of cyber crimes from cyber stalking travelers with built-in microphones or cameras to stealing personal credentials used to log into apps on smart TV and selling them on the dark web, right? So what they're saying here is you could come to the hotel room. Maybe they have like um, YouTube TV and you have an account or an ESPN plus account and you log into that service and they're saying if they have access or enough control of this TV, they could steal that username and password and then turn around and go sell it on the dark web, which people are paying, you know, pretty decent money to have access to active YouTube TV accounts and, and basically pay, you know, $20 to have access for, to your YouTube TV that you're paying close to a hundred dollars a month for. Yeah. Right. So, um, I guess I would consider this, um, a minimal cause you, this, you were a, if you were like really trying to go after somebody, like I could see that this being a higher thing, but for the average traveler where, where the person's not known and, and there's, a, I mean, there, a lot of things have to go right here for you to be successful as a cyber criminal. Um, and I think, you know, um, again, going back to <clears throat> maybe my condo example from earlier, like con like condos where people are in one spot for a longer period of time than maybe a hotel, something like this would probably be a, maybe a little bit more of a concern. Um, but they're recommending to unplug the smart TV from the power source when it's not being used and covering up any web cameras and avoid logging into any of your personal apps with your credentials to mitigate any risk, which I think is good advice. I don't think I'll be unplugging my TV, but I'm definitely not going to be using the TV to access you things like YouTube TV and stuff like that. That's why I bring my iPad with me and I just use that. Pretty much every time we ever go on vacation, like our, one of our favorite places is the beach and we'll go stay in a condo down on the beach or whatever. And the, all the accounts will be logged in on mm -hmm. the smart TV. Someone else's Netflix, someone else's prime, you know, someone else's Hulu. So that's a pretty good point. You know, don't be logging in on that. Um, so anyway. Yeah. And the hotels that we do, we don't deal with the audio visual, but I can confirm that,
there is no procedure at the moment for anybody to go in and, and wipe it, reset it, log everybody off. Yeah. Yep. So the next thing the article says is to disable uh, Wi-Fi auto connections, which I think just disabling that in general is a, is a really good idea. Um, a lot of different things can happen. I, I, I remember getting an email last week from somebody who was all freaked out because their phone was connected to a different Wi-Fi network than their normal one at their home. Um, and they were like, what is it? What did I connect to? Why was my phone connected to it? You know, they were panicking. Um, and, and I guess that, that it, it is cause for concern. Um, and there's a lot of different things that can happen, you know, to make that happen for somebody. But yeah, you really don't want your devices being able to connect to networks that just pop up all over the place. You, you want to, you want to, you know, have a, throw red meat to a cyber criminal, just have your devices automatically connect to any Wi-Fi network that they flag on. You know what I mean? Um, so what are some of the risks of having your devices automatically connecting to Wi-Fi other than the obvious of like, you could just connect to a public Wi-Fi network that's compromised and now you, well, you could be compromised. So Yeah. I mean, so if you just turn on your uh, Wi-Fi and just, drive around so back in like 15 years ago we called that war driving mm -hmm. uh driving around and just scanning for wi-fi networks because there weren't that many back in the day right mm -hmm. um but anyway um if you do that there's 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 like still to this day there's wi-fis all over the place that are called like linksys mm -hmm. you know yeah. linksys and they're open so if you have an automatic connection you're let's say you're playing you know chess on some app on your uh, phone or on your, uh, you know, on your computer, but you have that open, you have that uh, automatic Wi-Fi connection turned on and you've been on Linksys before, well, your computer's just gonna, gonna connect to it. So you definitely don't wanna do that. And then also you could have a, a case of somebody cloning a connection, right. um, which you would think that a computer wouldn't, if I cloned a connection, you'd think my computer wouldn't automatically connect because it should be able to tell by Mac address, you know, that, Hey, this is a clone connection. Um, but that would be a couple of possibilities right there that you'd want to, you know, try to avoid. Yeah. Just telling your devices, like don't connect to Wi-Fi networks automatically mm -hmm. is, is, is a great idea, especially if they're not password protected, it's, especially if they're open and public. So, um, um, oh, go ahead. And I was just going to say, and then the other thing you can do is make sure like, especially at cell phones, it's a pretty easy setting especially if you have a like a, v, a security VPN product installed where you can just tell that in the settings of that VPN product, mm -hmm. if my device for some reason connects to a, a open Wi-Fi or public Wi-Fi, yeah. then automatically turn the VPN right. on. So that's just a, I would say, a, a you know, a fail-safe protection, but you really want to make sure that that device doesn't connect to those things at all. So, um, I'm a MacBook user, so what I'm fixing to say is not meant to be an attack on MacBooks or a dig on the earlier thing we mentioned. But, you know, um, two things. One, when the original iPhone came out, it automatically connected to open networks. Hmm. And it was literally bringing, you can Google this, like entire college networks were going down hmm. because all of a sudden all these devices were connecting to the open networks that were on, uh, on there. I don't think that's still a thing. No. But also... Um, until at least five years ago, I don't know if this is still true now, but in, in at least until five years ago, 
that was one of the ways that uh, Find My Mac actually, um, if if your Mac was lost, would would be that, that it would auto connect to open Wi-Fi. So mm. if a crook took it down to a you know to a coffee shop or something like that, it would automatically connect, and that way you could find where it was. Mm. I don't know if they've turned that off since then, but that's something to think about and to check into, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So last thing we're going to talk about around being safe while traveling is fishing and how can travelers and why should travelers be concerned with fishing? I mean, people should be concerned with fishing just in general, but, um, we're going to fish box. We are talking about vacations. What's that? Sorry. I said, yeah, what Joe. kind of fishing are we talking about? Because uh, we are talking about being on vacation. So it's interesting to me because I never thought about this, but the article points out this group, the cyber attack group, group who I've never heard of called Dark Hotel. Um, and they are basically uh, were known to compromise the Wi-Fi of luxury hotels. And then they would combine that with spear phishing dangerous malware and botnet automation designed to capture confidential data. So the group knew their target. They knew that they wanted to go after high profile individuals and they know that these people aren't staying at a red roof inn, mm -hmm. right? So they targeted high end hotels like the one Randy and Andre are probably staying at. No, no, I'm across the street. <laughs> <laughs> so Andre's at the four seasons. Uh, so, uh, I'm the three seasons. But they know they know where like that that's pretty clever to me that they are like, okay, we're just gonna target this hotel chain because we know that the people we really want to go after are living or renting, you know, these hotel rooms. Um, and they went after high value targets, senior level executives, politicians, representatives from military related organizations and ph pharmaceutical company representatives. And they would craft phishing emails that are tailored to each target that are highly convincing. This probably allowed them to get that payload on the system and the access that they had, you know, on the network allowed them to do even more, which is wild. Um, now, I'm going to ask you guys, does the average person at a regular hotel need to be concerned about this? Because I think so. Like it's, you know, this can be done very easily to target a Marriott, just like they probably targeted whatever high-end hotel this was. I would even say, like, even if you're going on vacation and you go on Facebook and you're like, hey, going on a 35-year 35 anniversary, a cruise or whatever, and you have the background, Carnival Cruise, and now hacker goes and says, okay, I'm going to try to see if I can fish this person or message them or something and see if they can click on a link. This is Carnival Cruise, and yes. we need you to click on this in order for your onboarding yeah. to happen. I mean, you can, you can, for most organizations, you can do a very simple search and find out um, names of CEOs and their email addresses and probably phone numbers and stuff like that. You're right. So that could give, uh, give a little extra push for a targeted, you know, for a target phishing attack. Cool. So we're 38 minutes in, guys. We talked uh, for 40 minutes here. I don't know if you guys want to touch on any other things we kind of had on the list. I'm good. So I don't need to talk about the Philly Inquirer being hacked. If you care about that, you can go look it up or watch my YouTube video that I'm probably going to get out in a day or two about it. 
You guys want to talk about any of these cyber attacks on our list or good to go? Yeah, yeah I think we're good to go. Cool. Yeah, I think so too. It was a good show. Yep. Uh, good tips. Stay safe while you're traveling. Randy, make sure you go to your room and unplug your TV immediately. <laughs> I'm going to go cut the cord. And uh, get, your, learn. get the laptop off the hotel <laughs> Wi-Fi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I appreciate your input. And uh, remember, if you guys leave any comments or questions down below throughout the week, we will respond to them. If, you have, if you're watching this on um, YouTube or Facebook, otherwise... If you're downloading us through a podcast, we appreciate your support. If you could leave us a review or rate us, it greatly helps other people find our content. Remember, like us and share us on social media. And we will see you guys back in our little boxes next week. Yes, sir. All right. You're welcome, Nancy. Have a good one.